Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey, everybody, excited to have you guys on and listening today to Ignite. We have our master of this SEO disaster, John McAlpin. He fixes all of your ailments. He's got the prescription for SEO success. This guy's awesome. Uh, one of the best SEOs in the country. If you haven't already talked to him, you should if you've got some serious SEO issues. Today, we're going to be talking about building the fundamentals of healthcare SEO strategies. John, is this for a novice or is this for an advanced healthcare marketing organization? What would you say? We're about to get pretty advanced here. I would say this is not for the the newbies out there. All right, great. I love it. Okay, a lot of podcasts are just touching on the basics, but we're going to go advanced here. Talk to me about the essential elements of a healthcare SEO strategy. What What do we need to look at that a lot of people aren't seeing? One of the most overlooked things that people are missing is your site architecture. Make it scalable, make it organized, and make it efficient. And efficient is important. We had a discussion around core web vitals and mobile first updates, so we won't go too long into that. But uh, what what in the site architecture? Give me some specifics. What do you see when you're auditing site? You're like, ooh, why'd they do that? So the first thing I look at is what is their URL taxonomy? Does everything follow a logical order? Do they all have, you know, every page does have a parent page? Is it is it followed in a, con- a content silo. Are you linking to broken pages? Like what is your internal linking like and seeing if you're actually creating a true internal knowledge graph. Okay, what's a knowledge graph? A knowledge graph is a series of interconnected concepts or ideas or nouns, kind of like entities. A lot of different people create their own knowledge graph. Google has their own knowledge graph of concepts and entities. So when we're talking about a website, having your own internal knowledge graph, what I'm saying is, every concept that you're talking about has a parent. So you're not talking about the same concept on multiple pages and you don't know which page is the root. You can dive into deeper details on other pages. For example, like you have a page about SEO on Cardinal, and then you'd have healthcare SEO as a subset of that. And so you're creating this internal knowledge. So one content silo would all be about different types of SEO for different industries, for example. That would be a robust structured knowledge graph. versus 10 pages about SEO and they're all kind of saying the same thing. All kind of the same thing. So what's more important, content or site architecture? What comes first? Well, first you need an architecture to build off of. Okay. And so a lot of it's planning, knowing what types of content you want to talk about. So you have the the ideas of what you want to say and then you organize it with your URLs and your internal links. And so they play hand in hand. It's chicken and egg situation. Chicken and the egg. It feels like site architecture is the foundation of the house and content is like the second and third story. It all comes crumbling down if the foundation isn't set correctly, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a great architecture, but your content's weak, then what's the point? What makes content strong? Answering user intent for any possible scenario. Okay. And how do they find out the scenarios? I'm a medical practice and I'm an orthopedic group. How do I know what content to build that answers their questions? Where do I go? So... The basics are you do your keyword research, right? You want to know what is everyone searching for? But here at Cardinal, we go beyond that. We go beyond the keyword research. We look into other tools other than the SEMrush and Google and Moz and all those other keyword research tools. 
we're diving deep into forums to see what are people actually talking about with each other, what the conversations are having. Yeah. Tools that like also ask to see what's the logical flow of questions one after the other to see how, what is a true patient journey? Because you want to understand and define what that patient journey is in order to serve the best content at every stage of the decision cycle. Where do you start? Do you start where your bottom of the funnel content, like location and service line pages, or do you start top of the funnel answering questions that are more diagnostic? Do you even need an orthopedic surgeon type stuff? Have you really torn your ACL? Where do you start? So this is actually kind of interesting is we, we do bottom up because we want to start with action. So if someone wants to take an action, because the thing is, you can have a lot of great top funnel content. So for other people that aren't super marketing savvy, we're talking about blogs here, long tail keywords, People coming in and asking questions, answering questions, and you can answer the question, but if they can't take an action, then you're just wasting your time. Okay. We want to make sure that we're giving someone an option to, to take an action, like schedule an appointment or talk to a provider or something like that. So okay. work your bottom funnel up. All right. Bottom of the funnel up, make sure you're uh, present when someone's actually looking for a provider. And then you start working your way up into answering questions, but it's longer term buying into the patient's goodwill, right? So you so you wait to do that until you got your bottom of the funnel. Yep. Stuff. Okay. I got you there. When we're talking about like how much content, I get this question a lot on my webinars, how much content to put on a page? What is your suggestion? How do you answer that? So it, it varies from place to place, right? It's, I mean, well, first is budget. Like, what can you afford to really invest into your website? Okay. Uh, and that varies. And also, how deep does your industry go? Okay. If you're selling, like, simple example, if you're selling pizzas, you can really only write about pizzas so much. And content may not be the play there. It could be something else like link building or yeah. uh, other types of campaigns and advertising. Yeah. But if you're in healthcare, chances are it's a pretty deep, pocket to pick from there's a lot of different things you can talk about in healthcare so as far as how often and how much you should be writing it really comes down to well what's your budget because the possibilities are oftentimes endless yeah absolutely and evaluating what your competitors are doing is important if you're in a really competitive market and they have a thousand words on every one of their pages you better have a thousand and one (laughs) just to get up to the top few positions like google's looking at breadth of content until google figures out a way just versus like quantity of content on a page. You know, once you get up to the top three, it feels like they look more for click-through rate, dwell time, bounce rate to determine who goes top three. But just to get into the top three, it feels like it's like quantity of content to get up So another way to look at this is when you're doing competitor research, don't look at the word count, look at the topic count. How many topics and pieces of content are they talking about? So we're talking about like, uh, let's talk about behavioral health. So let's talk about you, you're a behavioral health provider and you treat ADHD. Okay. And you're trying to rank for ADHD therapy and you do your research and you find all your competitors that are ranking for ADHD therapy. And you find what their landing pages that's ranking the highest. And let's say we did our research. We've got like 10 landing pages that are outranking us and we want to outrank these. So we're going to go to each one and see how many concepts on each page are they addressing. Okay. They address signs and symptoms. They address how they can treat it uh, and some other FAQ content. We want to make sure that we answer all of those, answer them more effectively and with more authority, maybe have a provider fact check your content. Okay. And then also answer more topics, do more research and answer more topics and then be more comprehensive. Mm-hmm. And why do you keep talking about topics? Is that like a new thing? Is that, is Google looking at that instead of just keyword spamming? Yeah, so it's we're actually switching for, as an industry from keyword optimization to topic optimization. Okay, tell me. Now, before we dive into that, don't worry, Alex. 
keyword research and keywords are still important because we search by keywords, not always by topics. But when we're writing, in order to provide better content, we step away from trying to target keywords and then target topics. And so what I mean by that is we're trying to be not just comprehensive, like I mentioned before, but we're trying to make sure that we address a concept, an entity, if you will. And then once we have a well-structured content before we publish like one of the last phases, we add in our keywords and making sure that they're still in there robust naturally. Because when you optimize your topic, you stop thinking about optimizing for keywords. Oftentimes writers will write better content, more natural sounding content. That's what Google wants. They want it to read naturally. So when we're talking about like healthcare SEO strategies, does link building matter anymore? It will forever matter. Okay. Because think about it, it's the pillars of SEO. It's the technical. How can Google crawl and access and understand your website? The content, what are you saying? What do you want people to say? How are they going to rank you? In link building, you need to outreach the trust. If you're going to build expertise, authority, and trustworthiness, you need to have citations and links so that people, Google knows that people trust you. Yeah, I got you. And that's really the way they differentiate. You can build all the great content. If no one links to you, then Google doesn't think you're the authority, right? So everyone's mm-hmm. always tossing around, is link building matter? What link? Like, yes. How do you how do you think Google's going to differentiate between you and someone else with very similar content? They look for yep. the authority links, right? You walk yep. into the room, the person with more people standing around uh, him is the more popular one. Backlink is the same thing. It's a vote from the yep. cool people in the room, right? What else? What are the missing pieces that can help take your SEO strategy to the next level once you have done those foundational elements, architecture, content, link building? Next is semantic SEO. Semantic oh, optimizing don't for tease entities. me, bro. Okay, yeah. we're going to do a whole session on that. That's going to sound fun. Anything else? Do agencies fill a gap here that you find your clients having uh, with just in-house resources? I think the, one of the biggest gaps right now, too, is optimizing and taking advantage of a resource that's often untapped. And so, What's eat? did you say eat? Eat, E A T. Explain so that. Expertise, it stands for expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. Okay. Now, while this applies to all websites, it really applies to websites in the YMYL category or your money or your life. So, think about doctors, lawyers, financial advisors, anyone that affects someone's health or finances gets held to a higher standard and they need to be more trustworthy. Okay. Now, that is really difficult for Google to quantitatively measure. So they actually use those guidelines for the quality raters to judge to make sure their algorithm is doing things properly. Mm-hmm. But they've confirmed one of the main things that uh, they base this off of is your links. So if a lot of people are citing your study or statistics or whatever as a citation in their work that's sending trustworthy signals to your website. Another example of why link building is important. Why link building is important. I like it. And when you're talking about expertise and authority, does it also help to have all of those topics and questions answered on a page? Like, is that lending into that? What you had mentioned earlier with robust content? So no, it actually doesn't because Google can't actually tell on your content if it is authoritative or trustworthy or accurate. All right. But we can appeal to users by having certain things, especially in healthcare, have our providers fact check them, have their picture there. Healthline actually does this really well. So if you want a good example, go to Healthline, check that out. So have your providers fact check the information or write it. And that can help users feel more trustworthy. 
I like it. I like it. And then everyone listening out there, when you're building your robust content topics and all that stuff, it also needs to be coded, right? Like I see snippets. I see people always ask. I see FAQs. Is that like technical SEO schema for people to get listed up there at the top for the top of the funnel keyword stuff? How do you get that? All these uh, SERP snippets and things like that are actually automatically done by Google. The only thing that we can actually control is the FAQ schema, which is when you go to a listing and it has uh, those previously asked questions drop down, you can have a little accordion in the SERP. So that's on the individual listing. People also ask is a separate SERP snippet that we can't control. Okay, can't control it, but where is it pulling from? Like really deep content? Is that what, and then you just hope that you And so with Google, especially since Google released recently, like in the last week or two, they released the passage indexing, which means that they will rank a certain passage on your content over the entire page. What? Okay, so... That's a whole other podcast right there. Okay, we'll save it. All right, John, this was really helpful. I appreciate it. We talked about building your healthcare SEO strategy, foundational elements from having the right site architecture, including URL taxonomy and internal linking and knowledge graphing to building the right kinds of content there that are going to help fill short-term gaps, bottom of the funnel stuff to answering long-term questions and getting you more on top of the funnel traffic. John, thanks for joining me on Ignite. Right on. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.